Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Uh, Red Raiders taking on Kansas State over the weekend in Manhattan. They bow to them 68-58. to 58. Um, Tech had, uh, had leads uh, as big as eight in the second half with 13-20 to go. Led at the half. K-State had a lead as big as 12. Uh, with a bucko three to go. Um, the uh, Red Raiders paced in the scoring department by Pop Isaacs. He had 13, including a half-court shot there at the end of the first half uh, that was good for three, obviously. And Davion Harmon, he had he had 13 points. Kevin O'Banner had nine, and then uh, eight points for Jalen Tyson. Red Raiders turned it over 12 times, only led to 13 points uh, for Kansas State, but... K-State was uh, prolific in getting to the free throw line, 20 of 27, and they hit their three, well, hit one more three than Tech did, 8 of 25, but free throw line was the difference in this one, among other things. Yeah, I, I have lots of opinions on, on this. Um, free throws were definitely a huge factor in the game. Um, I just, you know, it, I feel like, when you're in these situations where things start to go wrong for you or you're behind the eight ball or things have gone bad for you, I think a lot of times we talk about a team banding together and, um, you know, that's what kind of motivates you. It pushes you, whatever. This team is just the opposite. I mean, when this team gets challenged, when it starts to go bad, I mean, it just goes in a heartbeat. I don't know if the team just doesn't play with heart. I tend to believe the team just doesn't get along. It looks like to me that they don't get along. And we've heard rumors about that kind of stuff. I mean, at one point, I think it was in the first half, Lamar Washington is on the sideline on defense. He tips the ball away from from the offensive player and it's rolling out of bounds and he dives for it tries to save it in good effort play and doesn't doesn't get the job done okay but he slides into the I don't think it was bench I think it was more scores table area over there and Daniel Bacho was standing there I don't know five feet away from him and Daniel Bacho did not move to help him up Pop Isaacs came running from across the court to help Lamar Washington up as he ran past Bacho to help his teammate up. And I, I just, I mean, it's moments like that. I mean, I, it may be about the illness, but it, I mean, again, Bacho had to be taken out of this game to calm down. Okay. His, uh, what was the deal with his, the half court? His, his intentional foul yeah. there, a uh, flagrant foul, whatever you want to call it, was, I don't know. I, I just, he looks like, again, just my opinion, he looks like a frustrated, angry young man. Okay? And it just looks like they don't enjoy playing together. I mean, it just doesn't look like that. Whether it has to do with NIL money, whether it has to do with how much this guy's getting compared to this guy, whether it just has to do with, I, I don't like his style, I don't like his jokes, he's he's a bad dude. I don't know. I have no clue what it's about. But this team, 
when when a team starts to go on a run, that's where you like we come together, you know, or or we okay, you know, big stop here, guys. Let's get, let's let's not just let this thing get away. And it's it's like you know they'll fight, but as soon as they're punched in the mouth, we're done. We're done. I mean, it's another game that you look at and say, oh, I was winnable. It was winnable. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they played well. They did a lot of good things. Saw good effort. But when it starts to go bad, it's I just feel like they turn on each other. There's no coming together. And I, I mean, surely coaching has to factor into that as well. Um, I, I think there are certain guys on this team that are playing hard. I think some are limited. Um, I still think Davion Harmon doesn't doesn't distribute the ball well enough to be a point guard in the Big Twelve Conference. I don't know. It's it's frustrating because I don't feel like this team is as bad as zero and seven in Big Twelve play. It you know it does make you wonder if they had gotten one or two of these, you know, would they have been able to turn it around? But mm-hmm. now it just feels like it's snowballing and. I mean, n- nobody's, uh, I don't know, no, nobody's been able to step up enough. I mean, I think Isaacs tries, but, I mean, he's a freshman, and he's somewhat, you know, uh, sometimes his shot selection is not the best. But I'll give him credit. He doesn't look scared. <laughs> and he looks like he's playing hard. I think Jalen Tyson, it looks like he's been playing hard of late. I think Amac plays hard. I don't know what's going on with O'Banner and Bacho. I mean, I just don't know. It's amazing how much of a shell those two have gone into. Yeah, Vanner has uh, has nine points, three assists. He's one of six from beyond the arc, four of 12 from the field, 0 of five from the free throw line, 0 of five. You know, I mean, just just crazy when you think when you think about those kinds of numbers. The team went five of 12, and he went he went 0 of five. And your next your next game may be your most winnable. Yeah, probably so. I, you know, yeah. at, at this at mm-hmm. this point, I mean, uh, and uh, and obviously at this at this point of the season, it's a it's a complete failure of a season, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you mean you don't have a good win? Yeah, you don't even have a good win. Uh, yeah. Let alone let alone being able to say, oh, hey, we do we do this, we do this, we do this. I mean, you can't even you can't even say that. I mean, you're looking you're looking for your first win. Um, Texas is uh, a winner over West Virginia on Saturday. That's your next opponent, West Virginia, as uh, they win 69-61 to there in Morgantown. And, uh, you know, it's an, you know I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that West Virginia is playing well or anything like that. They at least have a win. Um, but I'm sure that they probably look at their season and go, man, this is a failure year. But, I mean, you're coming off of a Sweet 16 appearance and you haven't won a conference game. How mm-hmm. how is that? Uh, I'm sure that I'm sure that we're not the only ones that want to know that. I'm sure everybody is trying to is just scratching their head. And, and like you said, now it just seems like it's snowballing, and uh, and that you can't you can't stop the snowball. Uh, team is um, I said oh and, I might have said oh and nine, but they're oh and seven in conference play. They're ten and nine uh, in overall play, uh, and we all know about those ten wins. Uh, they're they're against Sisters of the Poor. Um, and now, I, I'm you know, and like you said, I, th- I think that's a really good point. When when you get down, does the team band together, regardless of whether it's this team or any team, any sports team, you know, and they're like, okay, we're going to dig ourselves out of a hole here. We're going to try to figure out a way to 
at least scratch something out. It yeah. just doesn't seem like you're able to do that. Yeah, I think everybody's giving good effort and everything's all fine and dandy when things are going well. But when we all know life is full of adversity, sure. right? And so is, so is a basketball game. There are ups and downs. And um, it just, you know, it's, it seems like every game the other team's going on a big run or numerous big runs against you and you can't get a you can't get a stop and you can't get an answer at the other end to stop the run over and over again. And that's where... You know, you need people to step up when things aren't great, you Mm -hmm. know, who can get themselves up off the mat. And it just doesn't look like, I I mean, again, Pop Isaacs tries, but I just don't think, you know, he's ready. He's just a freshman. Uh, What did you think about the two five second calls? This person from the Yates Flooring Center chat line says players weren't even moving. Is that coaching? Don't get me started about second half adjustments. Yeah, it's it's ugly. It's, and and I mean, at least one of them, I remember thinking, nobody's going anywhere. Nobody's moving. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was fr- that was frustrating. Yeah, it was almost as if they were confused at which play they were supposed to be running. Uh, somebody says this. Um, Adam seems miserable. Life is too short. If he doesn't want to be the head coach, why doesn't he just retire and enjoy life? I, I think zero and seven probably is making him miserable. A- absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, this, I'll tell you what it is, coach. Uh, O'Banner got the most NIL money, so Adams feels compelled to play him, but he's not even playable. Oh, and I don't know, I don't know about that, but I mean, in terms of him getting the most, I mean, there's all no, you hear I, all the different kinds of numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's somebody else that's getting way more. Yeah, that's what we. <laughs> yeah. that's what we've heard. There's somebody yeah. else is getting getting way more, and and is this the is this the future? But I mean, when you when you think about all the resources that have been dedicated, you've got that. You know, beautiful practice facility. You've got sold out crowds. You 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 won't have sold out crowds moving forward. There'll, there'll be attrition, uh, and it'll probably start on uh, on Wednesday night because that's an that's an early game, and and you're playing a team that's just above you and one and six, and you know, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of hope, does there? No, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. I mean, so I, you know, and it, it, you you certainly need a win. Uh, uh, without without question, and you know, I just I'm just I when I saw that highlight of Bacho committing that foul at the half court line, I think you said that well. He he just looks like an angry young man. Yeah, it's I mean, like, it was like a, why was, would you do that? I mean, it's, it's incredibly selfish play. I mean, you, you know, you were going to get called for it, right? Sure. You just it, I mean, it was a cheap shot too. It, it was. I it mean, was. he just looks like a, a young man that's I don't know something struggling with something right now. I don't know what it is. And it's sad because, uh, boy, he played with such, I mean, just played so well non-conference play. And, uh, I mean, before before he got sick, he was he was just spectacular both ends of the floor for you. I mean, just, I mean, we had heard in the offseason how much his game had improved and like, okay, we'll wait and see. And then you were like, holy cow, man, he's a different guy. This guy's got all the tools. He's going to be a star. And, man, it's been a disaster in Big 12 play. Tech outscored in the second half by K-State 40-25. to And K-State goes on to win the game 68-58 to to move their record to 17-2 and and 6-1 and in Big 12 play. And, you know, for Kansas State right now, uh, they're at the top of the Big 12. Uh, they lead everybody by at least a game. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Without hesitation that this was better for the game, but I'd kind of want to see a quarterback have to 
go back out and play some defense after throwing an interception and try to make up for what he's done. But on this day in 1950, the NFL rule changes their open way from a to uh, opens the way, excuse me, for a two platoon system. We know it better as running an offense and running a defense. Back before 1950, guys had to play both ways. Okay. I just go watch a small school high school football game, Jeff. No, no, no. But I would like to see Dak Prescott have to go make a tackle after throwing a pick six. Like, the next play. <laughs> well, if he so, threw a pick six, then he would be on offense again. He wouldn't have to talk, tackle anybody. No, then I'd have to go play defense after that. So you've... Th- well, I guess that's true. It's the pick six, six, four. <laughs> so you're right. I think corrected. Well done, Jamie. You talked yourself into a pretty good corner there. I sure did. 1953, we actually did kind of discussed this a little bit a couple of days ago, and now we know the rest of the story. 1953, Dallas Texans become the Baltimore Colts, who are now the Indianapolis Colts. So we were talking about the team that moved to Dallas. They then became the Colts. Right. Okay. 1965, Boston Celtics center which is harder to say than you think it is, <laughs> Bill Russell misses all 14 shots in a 104-100 loss to the Philadelphia 76ers, led by newly acquired Wilt Chamberlain. That's a bad day at the office. 1979. New York Met, San Francisco Giant center fielder Willie Mays elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. 1983, the Mud Bowl took place. Miami Dolphins beat the New York Jets 14 to nothing in the AFC Championship game on a wet, muddy field, which negated the Jets' significant speed advantage. Also on this day in 1983, tennis, uh, tennis great Bjorn Borg announces his retirement at 26. He had already had five Wimbledon titles and six Fred Chopin titles seems really young to be retiring. I think he just was burned out, flamed out. I think he smoked a lot of weed and said, you know what? I've got plenty of money here and I'm going to go smoke me some more. 1993 U.S. Female Figure Skating Championship is won by Nancy Kerrigan. 1998, Michael Jordan scores in double figures for his 800th consecutive game. (laughs) In a 100-98 overtime win over the New Jersey Nets. That's crazy. He adds 40 more double-figure scoring games to his NBA record before retiring for the second time in 1998. And in 2022, Buffalo wide receiver Gabriel Davis scores an NFL playoff record four touchdowns in the Bills' epic 42-36 overtime loss to the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round of the playoffs at Arrowhead Stadium. This feels like it's about two months, well, about, yeah, a little under two months ahead of schedule. It's National Pie Day. Okay. That should really be April 14th. Okay. I'm sorry, March 14th, excuse me. Okay. Why should it be March 14th? 314. Hey, look, he's getting it, folks. I'm just curious why you... You didn't have to put in the 2022 Buffalo loss. Just curious. Why NFL you... playoff record, four yeah, touchdowns. Scored four touchdowns. Yeah. That was know, historic. Just... I'm uh, I'm confused on the March 14th. 314? It's pie. 3.14. <clears throat> Gosh. It's also National Rhubarb Pie Day. Oh, man. Sign me up. Really? Oh, I love rhubarb pie. 
I'm, my uh, parents had a rhubarb patch in the backyard, and you know my brothers and sisters really didn't care for it. But uh, but you did. I did, and so there was always extra pie. It's always good to find those as a kid. To find the thing that you like that nobody else does, so you get all of it. Or two things that they didn't like: my brothers and sisters. One was one was you rhubarb and rhubarb pie. pie. <laughs> well, no, three then three. Okay. <laughs> the other the other thing was um, beef cow tongue. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever had cow tongue. It tastes like uh tastes like roast beef. Okay. They didn't they didn't want any of it. And so again You got it all. I got it all. Right. Happy birthday yesterday. Former Red Raider baseball player, current Chicago White Sox. Michael Davis, twenty seven. Michael Davis or Davis Martin? Because Michael Davis well, might, not, not Mike, Dave, Michael Davis Martin Curtin White Sox. Michael Davis yesterday at twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Mike. Mike Davis does not play for the White Sox. No. Uh, today. But he has, does have Davis in his it, name. It does. And <laughs> completely getting messed you up. Off. <laughs> it's a Monday after a Cowboys loss. I can't be expected to be accurate all the time on this show. Uh, however, this the is. The other ones you can be, but Dust just not. Don't, don't, have, don't expect okay. you. Uh, big birthdays today. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, 49. I do not know who she is. Oh, man. Kelly Kapowski. He doesn't, he doesn't know. I don't know who Kelly Kapowski is. He's an old. Yeah, I'm an old. <laughs> Nor O'Donnell, also 49. And Richard Dean Anderson, 73. I know who Nora O'Donnell is. She's the news anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Uh, morning show on uh, CBS. Uh, does the evening news on CBS. She's probably, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's, she's probably an old, too. <clears throat> she's 49. No, she's 49. Yeah, it's old. <laughs> and MacGyver, Richard Dean Anderson, 73. Aren't you... You're getting there, aren't you? Uh, not quite yet. He's not 49 yet. What's today's date? <laughs> January 23rd. It's coming up. About 22 days or something. And on this day, we could be talking about a... But I've been an old since like 21. Yeah, I mean, if right, we're being honest, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could be talking about the USS Pueblo being um, confiscated by oh, no. North Korea today. Oh, no. But instead, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> oh no! Because in 1957, machines at the Whammo Toy Company roll out the very first batch of their aerodynamic plastic discs, now known to millions of fans all over the world as frisbees. That's a frisbee, and that cool is this day in sports history. What were you afraid of on the oh, oh no? I'm not saying. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, did you uh, see the Shannon Sharp altercation on uh, Friday night? Did he finally beat up what's his name? No, he oh, he man. got he got into it right before the end of the first half. And I happen to be watching this game. The only reason I was watching this game is on Friday is, night. Is Finkner loves the NBA, or I say loves is probably a it's probably a little bit too much. But so we're we're getting ready for Tech in West Virginia, uh, there in Morgantown, and we're we got the NBA on, and Shannon Sharp starts John. Uh, at John ja Morant, and uh, and then there's this altercation, and John ja Morant's dad T he comes over and he gets it gets involved, and they have to be separated. Shannon Sharp sitting at at courtside. I mean, he's getting up, moving his arms, he's flailing his arms, and he's he's yelling at him, and uh, you know he's standing up for apparently his his man is uh, LeBron James. Um, Sharp was then escorted in the tunnel 
and uh, he returned for the third quarter. Um, and he then he talked to uh, the uh, ESPN, I guess must have been the radio guy, because Mike Breen didn't want anything to do with it uh, on TV. And he said, they didn't want this smoke. They do all that talk and jockeying. I ain't about that jockeying. It started with Dylan Brooks. I said he was too small to guard LeBron. He said, blank something to me. I said, blank something back. He started to come at me, and I said, you don't want these problems. And then Jaw comes out of nowhere. He definitely didn't want these problems. Then the dad came, and he obviously didn't want no problems. He's like 52 years old, Shannon Sharp is. I still think he could put a whooping on a lot of people. There's no doubt. But it's like, what are you doing, man? What are you, what are you doing? So well, he didn't beat up Skip. He, he did not beat up Skip. Dang. No, uh, a player that he has me. had some harsh things to say about on their show and his effort on the court started mouthing off and then that's when everything went crazy. It's just it's So just it depends nuts. on how where you want well, to put surely the Surely John Moran didn't want security called over there to Shannon Sharp, right? Because he wanted all all police disbanded, right? <laughs> right. So John Moran didn't call for security, <laughs> right? Because he wanted all of that. <laughs> right, right. All of that gone in this country. He wanted every bit of it gone. So yeah. there, there shouldn't have been any security there to protect the players on the court or anything, right? Right. Because, I mean, that's what John Moran wanted, who's a great American, right? Right. Yeah, we should all love and appreciate him. And then he and then he said this about Shannon Sharp. If it had been any other pedestrian, they wouldn't have been out there for the third quarter. <laughs> Called him a pedestrian. <laughs> that is probably true. If it had been anybody else. That's probably true. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. 7.31 this morning here on the Morning Drive. All right. Uh, your question for me, Mr. Lint, and our fine listening audience, and Mr. McGuire. All right. This one's going to be pretty wide open for you to answer, okay? okay. Good. I like wide open answers, opportunities. Right. But you can't answer. The one answer that you can't say is the record. Okay. If you could change one thing about the Red Raider bas- men's basketball team right now, what would mm-hmm. it be? I, I would like to see – I'd like to see a motion from the head coach. I would like to see, because I think it starts there, and um, I, I I I would like to see some boiling over, whether it's with his team, with the officials, with the fans. I'd like to, and and, may, and maybe that's just not his personality, and and I don't I don't know Mark Adams personally, where I can say that's just not him, but I would just say I think it's a good good educated guest to yeah. say that's not him. Yeah, that's not him. I just would like to see a, I would like to see an explosion. <laughs> Something. Because <laughs> what I would like to see is an explosion. These guys have been playing basketball since they were knee high to a grasshopper. They have put the ball in the hoop <laughs> their entire lives. Except right now. You don't have consistent scoring from anybody on this team from the beginning of the season till now. You're not looking at anybody who can you can count on on a game in and game out basis to put the ball in the hoop. 
that's how I, I would ch- I would change the offense to match their strengths, whatever those strengths may be. And if it's one guy's better at the the pick and pop, and one guy's better running a high low, or these guys are better doing that, there's something going on with the offense that isn't clicking to let these guys do what they're good at. I just like the use of the term pick and pop. I know. And and the, when he started with knee high to a grasshopper, I was like, okay, where's this going? Yeah. But then he, then he, he, he made a really sensible point. Are you a fan of the pick and pop? Yeah. Okay. As opposed to the pick and roll? <laughs> pick and roll. <laughs> Can you want, want to break it down for us? No. No? No. I'll let no. you go ahead and. Go ahead and get your get your your take on things. I'm a big fan of the pick and pop. I really am. Okay, uh, team chemistry. I'd like to be the chem- the chemistry to be better. Mm-hmm. I told you guys early, earlier today. I don't think they like playing together. I I think there's too many guys going in different directions on this team. I just don't feel like when things start to go badly, they come together. And I don't mean literally do they get in the middle of the lane and put their arms around each other or anything like Sing that. Kumbaya a little, a little like circle that. there that they do. I, I mean, do they fight for the guy next to you? Mm. I don't think this team has it. I do not think they get along. I have no idea why. No clue. I don't know that I care, to be honest with you. I just want them to play together. I mean, well, ultimately, I just want them to win. Sure. But... Just uh, it doesn't feel like they're together. They're one unit, one guy fighting for the next guy. Okay. <clears throat> Thoughts, comments from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that or the mobile app. Uh, this, uh, Chuck, I'm so with you on this. It all starts at the top. It certainly seems like he is consistently saying we are close, but he needs to say the losing is unacceptable. Tony says this, clear team leader, not a ball hog or shot taker, someone to drive the bus even if it's not a point guard. There seems to be no cohesiveness. That seems to play into what uh, Jamie just said. Uh, Adams showed some emotion on Saturday. I did not get to see the game. I was traveling. More than previously, at least, we had explosion guy and thought we were glad to be rid of him, question mark. We had explosion guy and thought we were glad to be rid of him. Okay. Uh... JM, we just found out they play with different weighted balls, and there's a laughing emoji. Who's the offensive coach? Uh, Syntex Inc. Chuck, you laughed at me earlier in the season. I said the part of the problem was Adam standing on the sideline with his arms crossed, showing no emotion. Uh, this, we have been operating the pick and miss, trying time to try something different. <laughs> Somebody says this is Luke Adams' offense. I know there's all these things about, you know, that he's running the offense or running the show. I have no idea. I have no idea that that I've been told no on that. Um, but uh, the the basketball sluice, uh, and you know, where, where there's a little smoke, there's some fire. You know, when you constantly hear about different things, you know, you kind of feel like, well, there must be something there then, if everybody's saying it. Not that that means that everybody's right. You know what I'm saying? There's a, usually a little smoke when there's some, a little fire when there's some smoke. A lot of times, yeah. You know? Uh, so I have perception is reality. I do believe in that. So uh, let's, let's see. Uh, bullfighter, bullfighter whom earlier in this morning, 
uh, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line so that he could host this show better than me. I'm like, well, you know, I'm sure. Sh- I'm, sh- I'm sure there's probably a thousand and one people that can, can host this Can he break show. down the pick and pop? Yeah. I bet I can host this show better than Chuck. Hey, <laughs> I bet you can. You know, there's probably a lot of people that can, so good luck to you. Uh, Bullfighter, did you ask anyone about the word froze? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I think <laughs> I think Finkner even got it in on the broadcast on Saturday. He's got to hit you. <laughs> it said something about froze. <laughs> I did. I that wasn't people. the question. We knew Fink could get that in. I did ask people about See your bad influence on Mark. Mm-mm. 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 Had he ever heard it before it, was the question. I've been around him for a long, long time. So um, my opportunity to have been a bad influence on him has been there for many, many, many years. And dis- despite my best influence to be a bad influence on him, he has been a choir boy. Okay. Yeah, I think Mark will always be a choir boy. Yeah, so he is he is he is as he is as good as they get. So uh yeah, nobody's really uh, buying into the froze. I I I a bit uh Coach Pearson, she did kinda she kinda liked it. She kinda liked the the, the worst use of the word froze. Again, the question wasn't whether they liked it or not. Mm-hmm. It's whether they had heard it before. That yeah, was the question. I don't know that I found anybody that just was as staunch on it as me. I would say I would say that probably I'm standing alone on that hill for the most part. It took us four days. <laughs> four days, Jamie. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Seven seven thirty eight. We clearly talk more. <laughs> we clearly talk more more mm-hmm. on uh, than, than the baseball guys do. <laughs> we clearly get out of our lane sometimes. <laughs> I think they enjoy us. I think I think they enjoy us. <laughs> um, I did ask. I did ask the. Uh, director of basketball on the women's side we had her on at halftime amongst uh, the things that i asked her was uh hey when are we going to get a football schedule would you ask the commissioner when we're going to get a football football schedule and uh didn't uh she doesn't know either but uh they are going to have i think we've talked about this a little bit before at least on the women's side i'm sure the men are going to be the same way you know they're going to five Five teams that you'll play twice. You'll have one protected rivalry, and then the rest you'll play, you know, one time in the, uh, you know, in the in the rotation. So as it as it's going, I think that's the. I, I haven't done all the uh, done all the math on that, but that's that's pretty close to kind of how it's going to be. Uh, standing on hills alone should be your branded T-shirt on the back, Arkansas. Yeah. <clears throat> I just know this, if Bullfighter were hosting this show, it might be better, it might be more factual, but it wouldn't sure as be as entertaining. Which, last time I checked, that's like key number one. Being factual is, you know, is good, and being, you know, strategic in what you're doing. But at the end of the day, you got to laugh a little, right? Sure, we do. (laughs) We laugh a lot. Well, that's good. Yeah. Sometimes we laugh at each other. Sometimes. Sometimes that. But you you have me scratching my head today with this basketball thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to do some more investigative work on Chuck's it. Chuck's going to break down the pip and pop when we <laughs> pick and pop when we come back. 
That's not on Chuck. That one was on me, though. Okay, both of you two are going to break it down. Seven. Inquiring minds want to know. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for the boom, boom, boom. Here's Jamie Lent. All right, Dallas Cowboys season came to an unfortunate end yesterday, falling to the San Francisco 49ers division round of the playoffs. 19 to 12 was the final San Francisco with one touchdown drive in that fourth quarter. The difference in the game, Dak Prescott, 23 of 37, threw for 206 yards, one touchdown in the contest, a couple of interceptions. Brock Purdy, not great, but just didn't turn it over. 19 of 29 for 214. You will definitely take that out of the rookie quarterback. Niners survive. They'll move on to play at Philadelphia next weekend. Number one team in the country lost in college basketball yesterday. Houston falls to Temple at home. 56-55. Damian Dunn had 16. And then there was a shot that was blocked at the end in the final seconds. How about this from ESPN Stats and Information? You get this loss, and then you have the Kansas just absolute beatdown by TCU. It marked the first time in AP poll history that both of the top two teams lost at home in a two-day span. For Temple, they improved to 3-18 against number one ranked teams. Their current record, 12-9 and and 6-2 in the AAC. AAC. In that loss to the 49ers, Cowboys running back Tony Pollard suffered a fractured left foot fibia that will require surgery mm. he suffered the injury with 124 left in the first half of that seven point loss came on an eight yard catch look i um i i i understand the economics of this i don't like this and i just feel like that this is not not going to be healthy for any of us the washington commanders are going to have a sports book inside their stadium. They'll be the first NFL team to have a sports book inside their stadium. Uh, they've partnered with Fanatics. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals have a sports book, but it sits outside the stadium. In Washington, no bets can be placed when the commanders are playing at home. That's the current rule. The franchise received approval from the Maryland State Lottery and Gaming Control Commission for a sports wagering license back in August. I just don't, again, I don't have anything against gambling. If you want to do it, you do it. I just, I don't know, I just feel like that just seems. You just don't want it happening at your NFL stadium when they're not playing there. Well, I think eventually they'll allow them to place bets on the Commanders or anything no. that's playing there. Yeah, That's a ridiculous idea, Chuck. Why would they want to do that? Economics will, will take over on that. So, you know, um, call me old-fashioned, but nobody's going to bet on the Commanders, anyways. They just bet against. Them. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, in case you missed it from over the weekend, an interesting story here. We heard a few weeks ago that Bethune Cookman had hired a former Super Bowl champion, nine-time Pro Bowl linebacker, or excuse me, safety Ed Reed, mm-hmm. to be their next head coach. Well, on Saturday, we found out. Uh, Reed, who had a tearful 15-minute 
goodbye in front of players and parents that he won't be coaching the team. He said, quote, we've been around here trying to change things. My vision for change probably moving too fast for a lot of people. I'm not withdrawing my name, as they said. They don't want me here. They don't want me here because I tell the truth. Uh, basically, after weeks of negotiations, I've been informed the university won't be ratifying my contract, won't make good on the agreement we had in principle, which had provisions and resources best needed to support the student-athletes. I was committed to coaching and cultivating a relationship with the university's players, coaches, and fans. It's extremely disappointing that that won't happen. Kind of a crazy story. Said they didn't want to put up the resources that it would take um, to win and to support student athletes. Yeah. How about this? Joe Willie Namath. You know him as Broadway Joe, the last guy to take the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets to a Super Bowl. His number 12 is retired. He said, hey, if Tom Brady wants to come play for the Jets, they could unretire my number. Well, that's nice of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, does uh, do we think that it's going to be uh, the Jets where Tom Brady goes to go play? No, nah, I don't think so. I think he's done at Tampa. But it wouldn't surprise me to see him with the Raiders. And I think with the way that Brock Purdy's been playing, um, and they've got two other guys that are there as well, you know, uh, I don't think Tom Brady's going to go to San Francisco. I mean, he loved the 49ers and loved Joe Montana. That was his guy. Montana was at the game yesterday. Jerry Rice was at the game yesterday. Roger Craig was at the game yesterday. They had a ton of former 49ers at the game yesterday. Bunch of guys we haven't seen at 49ers games in quite some time, even. <laughs> Wonder why that happened. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. That's the boom, boom, boom. This morning here on the morning drive. Like, it, 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 it that extremely caught my eye during the broadcast. Again, watch a lot of Cowboys games. You'll occasionally see some former players around. Mm-hmm. It was obvious that like San Francisco put out the all points bulletin. Do everybody needs to be at this game? With you know, Steve Young was at the game. I don't think I've seen him at a game in ten years anywhere you that he wasn't calling. Forty nine games. I watch him when they're on. Well, he's a broadcaster. I mean, he's uh, on like a pregame show, right? But again, probably why he's not at their games. It's. I just thought it was interesting that all of them came out of the woodwork for this game. I think the 49ers invited them all. They wanted them there. I, but they haven't wanted them in other games? Like, these guys don't have the open invitation that if they wanted to come to a game? I'm sure if Jerry Rice wanted to go to a ball game, he can go to any game he wants to. Same thing with Montana. Same thing with Roger Craig. It, it it felt to me like, oh, well, this team's finally good enough for us to come back for. It's kind of the feeling I had oh, with those guys okay. showing up. I thought they were trying to make a big deal out of it because it was the Niners and the Cowboys in yeah. the history that they that's, had together. That's kind of what I, that was yeah. kind of my take. What in the world was Jerry back. Rice wearing around his necklace? Around his neck, though. That that uh, that necklace. Purple was, bow tie? <laughs> was, yeah, the that? purple bow tie, yeah. How about that? That was, that was something as well. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. NBA arenas already have sports book, Chuck. There hasn't been a problem there. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, I you know what I what I can't stand is what they do in in tennis. I don't I don't have don't think I've seen this in other sports, but mm-hmm. like in tennis, they'll go back to the 
the head desk or whatever during a match, like sets over, uh-huh. okay? And Chuck beats Jamie 6 0 in set number one. Woo! Okay, well done, Heinz. <laughs> and they'll be like, all right, you could still get in now for the second set. Will Jamie jump, bounce back, blah, blah, blah? Or will Chuck, you know, double bagel him? Will, will he finish out the set another 6 0? I, I mean, and you could get your bets in, right? I'm like, you guys are the anchors. Could you break down the match? Why are we like pushing the betting? Could we? Your job is to talk about tennis, not about betting. That's I don't that that bugs me. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I understand. Yeah. I understand. If you want to put a commercial in there or somebody else, but the main sure. anchors that sure. are supposed to be the tennis experts, I, let's have them talk tennis, not betting. I got you. I got you. That that makes some that makes some sense. Keep them out of the. Yeah. Keep them out of that mix and let somebody else do that. If you want to have a betting expert there or whatever yeah. that's sponsored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this this was sad to see. Uh, he's not dead yet. I mean, he's 94. His health's declining. But Jerry Green, who works for the Detroit News or worked for the Detroit News, started covering the Super Bowl with Super Bowl One, has informed the NFL that he will not be at this year's Super Bowl. Oh, man. So that ends that, ends that streak. Uh, of 56 straight Super Bowls. In recent years, the NFL had accommodated Green, offering credentials to a family member to help physically support him. Um, But Green uh, said his health is declining. Uh, He's in a wheelchair and on oxygen and uh, has decided to end his streak. There's still like four guys that have been to every Super Bowl that started off with going to the Super Bowl one. And the NFL has, has gone out of their way to make sure that these guys have tickets. Obviously, the price of an NFL Super Bowl ticket has gone up exponentially since Super Bowl One. But uh, good on those guys for still being able to do it. Don't know how many more uh, they're going to be able to do as their uh, their age gets up there, too. But I, I think there's four, but it might be three of them left. Um, but still, there's just obviously just less than a handful now of people that was, have seen in person every Super Bowl That's uh, quite an achievement. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Our pleasure to have you with us this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. The Benchmark Hotline is open for you at 806-771-0973. And the Yates Flooring Center chat line is open as well as we come to you from the First United Bank Studio. Look forward to hearing from you today. As uh, Jeff mentioned, in his Sports Center High School Fan Zone tonight, featuring coaches from Estacado, Coronado, and Monterey. That'll be at six on one hundred point seven. The score at six o'clock here on Double T ninety seven three. It is Red Raider basketball with Mark Adams. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see what the uh, the coach has to say tonight about his his basketball team and where they go from here and how they how they excuse, you. Me, excuse me how they get it to, how they get it turned around uh thank you uh there was a question earlier somebody wanted to know if we were getting ready for the uh snow bomb river storm good luck are you guys getting prepared for a snow bomb river storm man i hope not well i you know i think uh Nice little one-day paralyzation of the the city would be would be good for everybody. 
clean out the grocery stores. It would give everybody a chance to use some wood in their fireplace. And, uh, I don't know, just kind of slow down the, the hustle and bustle that January brings sometimes. You know, Chuck, you're allowed to go to the grocery store and light a fire without being a snowstorm. <laughs> In fact, a lot of people went to the grocery store this weekend. Yeah. And got milk and butter and cheese and bread and all the things that they would be needing to go buy. Yeah. If there was a snowstorm coming in Texas that yeah. lasts maximum like three or four days. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, I mean, I think uh, I'm not sure what kind of weather event that we're going to get. We're going to maybe get some rain and maybe it's going to turn into sleet and freezing rain and snow showers and all this. I'd love to see some pretty snow like I saw in Buffalo yesterday. Big, huge flakes. It was, that was, that was fun watching that. Maybe not so much fun watching, watching the game and the result of that, but it, it was, it was fun seeing those big, huge flakes. It spitted snow just a little bit in Morgantown on, on Saturday, but it wasn't, wasn't enough to, they, they weren't worried about it at all up there and no, no concern. All right. Uh, this from Scott in Lubbock. So Mark Adams was coach of the year in the big 12 last year. Does that mean he could, could coach can't coach now, maybe coach later if the players don't get along or play together, that's completely on him. Our talent is, is every bit as good as any team in the Big 12. Any, what do you think about that statement? Um, no, I, I don't know that I could buy into us having as much talent as any team in the Big 12. I don't think we are talent deficient as far as extremely mm-hmm. deficient. I don't think you're as talented on the defensive end as you've been in, in years past mm-hmm. where you had some really good defensive guards. I, I don't think that way at all. I do think um, you got some individuals offensively who can do a lot of good things for you. It just, as I've said before, I don't know that they're playing well together right now. And um, and, and again, I, I don't think you're as talented on defense as you have been. Okay. Oh, would you would you say that you're less talented offensively or defensively this year? That's tough. Because I don't know, besides Pop Isaacs, who wants the ball. And I'll, you also miss, I mean, like in this game, uh, the, it just felt like you had open looks at the three-point line. You just could knock them down. Just over and over again, open looks that you couldn't make. So in that regard, I mean, your offense was, you were executing up to that point, right? You were mm-hmm. getting good looks. Mm-hmm. Just could knock them down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess about the same. Okay. You were 7 of 29 from beyond the arc, 23 of 71 from the field, and 5 of 12 from the free throw line. Those are those are not good numbers. Uh, you outscored K State in the paint, thirty to twenty. Outscored them on points off turnovers, eighteen thirteen. Fast break points were non-existent for both teams. Um, and then from a rebounding standpoint, you out rebounded them. You had twenty three offensive rebounds, twenty three offensive rebounds, and nineteen second chance points. I mean, when you when you say a team's got 23 offensive rebounds and 19 second chance points 
and you outscore your opponent by 10 in the paint, man, those are all really good numbers. Mm -hmm. But I guess if you're going to bail them out continually and allow them to get to the free throw line to the point where they're at, you know, 20 of 27, and they're 16 of 19 in the second half, because, I mean, they certainly didn't, it certainly didn't bail you out. Um, uh, Red Raiders got to the free throw line. Just they were zero for three in the second half. That's it. Zero for three. Kevin O'Banner zero for five at the charity yeah, stripe. Yeah, and then your three point shooting in the second half was just abysmal. Three of twenty. I mean, you feel like that. You throw that many up, you'll get something to fall. But if, well, that's a problem. I feel it feels like you're throwing them up. Yeah. That's shooting. We had plenty of shooters, Chuck. We just didn't have any makers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my this from the eighth morning center chat line. My eye sees my eyes see a lot of individual talent. Defense has taken a step back too much on one play and a lack of hustle in key moments. Okay. Uh, this person says I've been going back and forth between coaching and talent. Can't decide what the problem is. Have a hard time believing we forgot how to coach overnight. We're a few years removed from a national championship game, you know, basically four, and took Duke to the brink last year on the verge of an Elite Eight. See, to, to me, to me, I, I just think you've had too much churn and too much loss. And it's one thing to have, you know, the loss of whether it's graduation or just, you know, running out of time. But, I mean, the loss of, um, Shannon and and um, McCuller. McCuller, just too much for this team to overcome. Yeah, it's two two big time players for you. Two guys that could kind of pass along the culture of the way it's done. And I, I just don't know that you have those guys right now. I mean, we kind of were looking to for Kevin O'Banner to do that, and he'd only have been here one year with the team. Mm-hmm. Well, or Daniel Bacho, and he wasn't a he wasn't a big time player for you previously. Didn't play many minutes at all. So I, I don't know. Uh, I do think there's talent, but I don't think they're playing together. Maybe they don't fit together. Maybe it's the wrong fit for some of these guys. And, and you have and you have that and you have that happen sometimes as well. And then the other thing, as much as missing free throws becomes contagious, sometimes losing becomes contagious, and. You know, you're you're pressing too much, or one guy's trying to do too much, or you're not trusting your teammates to help, or you don't want to help your teammate. Or I mean, I'm sure there's a myriad a myriad of things that they look at and go, "This isn't going well. This isn't going well. This isn't going well. This isn't going well." And they haven't had any success. And so, I think maybe sometimes everybody stops listening to each other. Maybe they stop trusting game plans. I'd like to know how much of the game plan the team is following. I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they're. Maybe they are executing the game plan as it's given to them. But there may be some of those that are going out on their own and doing. Eh, I don't really like that play. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.